Hello, beautiful souls. I'm your host, Nicole Nashi, and welcome to the Intuition Age. My intention for this podcast is to cultivate a sacred space where we can collectively evolve into higher states of conscious and self-awareness. I believe that the sustenance and purpose of our being is already located within the depths of our souls. We just have to rediscover and realign with it. It's time to go inward to find all the answers, clarity, and knowledge we seek. So let's journey within. Each person has an energetic DNA, a unique genetic code that tells us how our bodies move and operate in the world. We all encompass a genetic matrix, one that pinpoints our distinctive energetic flows. Human design offers an inherent blueprint into your genetic makeup. The entire archetype of your soul is contained within the structural framework of the body graph. It shows you where and how to access your body's consciousness as a life navigation and decision-making tool. It reveals your strengths, potential weaknesses, innate gifts, karmic balances, and internal processes. Most importantly, the chart tells the story of who you are, why you are here, and how you can live an authentic and aligned life with your energetic makeup. The body graph is a riveting compilation of the intricate details that represent our entire embodiment. There are vast elements to analyze within the HD chart. Types, profiles, emotional themes, energy centers, planets and numbers, channels, gates, definitions, the incarnation cross, and more. There are endless possibilities of self-discovery within it. I have a brilliant soul on this episode that will be guiding us through the various components of human design body graphs. Michelle Almeida is the owner of The Inner Alchemy, a trained human design specialist and a certified life coach. She incorporates her intuitive abilities into her human design sessions to help clients establish a greater connection with their personal power. I am so delighted to share her passion, purpose, and knowledge with all of you. Above all, I hope this episode catalyzes exploration, excitement, and connection within you. Self-discovery and agents of discovery can be daunting, uncomfortable, and overwhelming. However, our journey within, into the depths of our essence, is such a magical experience. Whether you utilize human design or other spiritual modalities of discovery, know that your path to greater self-awareness is uniquely yours. You must find and explore the tools that resonate most with you and with your personal journey. Hi, Michelle. Welcome to the Intuition Age. How are you? Hi, I'm doing so good and I'm really happy to be here. Thank you. I'm so excited to connect with you. I saw you on Facebook. I think it was in one of the spiritual groups and I just saw your passion like exert from the screen. And I wanted to definitely message you so we could connect and discuss human design on this episode today. 
Yes. Awesome. I'm so happy you picked up on that passion. (laughs) Trust me. I felt that energy. I felt those vibrations just like exert through my screen. But why don't we start maybe just discussing who you are, what you do, and then how you actually came into human design. Yeah. So um, my name is Michelle. (laughs) I have been a human design specialist for a year and a half now. I went through training um, and it wasn't the International Human Design School of Training. It was, um, however, another traditional method. And right after that, I started doing human design readings and um, like to the book. It was very uh, to the T how I was trained to do it. And I felt really in a box. I felt like there was, it was like dry. There was no life into it. It was, I have an open throat center and I just felt like it wasn't allowing me to fully like express myself. And soon enough, after I started doing readings, that's when my intuitive abilities, like I really felt more comfortable with it. Also looking on my chart helped me actually understand and work with my intuitive abilities. So after doing readings for some time, I started channeling people's energies through their charts. And I first started doing that when I would do a reading with someone and they would have thyroid issues because my throat, again, I have an open throat center. It's one of the main areas that I've been working on for my own self. So I'm really sensitive and picking it up in other people's energy fields. So in the readings, I would, I would say something like, do you have thyroid issues? Um, and they'd be like, yes. And I'd be like, okay, well, and then I'd be able to channel like where it's from. And most likely it's from not being able to speak your truth or being shut down in childhood. Um, so it kind of just blossomed from there. And I was able to intuit other aspects of people's like kind of like roots of resistance of like what's going on in their energy field and where it came from and their chart. And some people wanted a reading like that. And some people wanted the traditional to the in the box readings. Um, I didn't know anyone else who was doing human design readings who kind of like incorporated their intuitive abilities. And honestly, a lot of people who are I would, I would say, again, traditional in human design, don't appreciate um, new energy or methods going into it. So I felt a little discouraged and I kind of shut that part of me off. And then I stopped doing readings for a while. And then I had requests coming in for readings. So I was like, okay, if I'm going to do a reading, I'm going to incorporate my intuition. And then that's when things just really blossomed. Um, so now I am doing readings and coaching, but um, channeling their energy and then also doing energy work with that in their, in their field. So, so what initially led you to human design though? Was there a life transition happening an epiphany? Like why human design? Okay. Great question. (laughs) So I used to be a pastry chef and where I was working, the standards were incredibly high. I was working 16 hours a day. I'm a projector as well. So it's like that doesn't make sense at all. Um, I Everyone around me in that environment was like, push, 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 keep going. 
it doesn't matter if you're tired. I broke out in shingles before I was so stressed out. I would have anxiety attacks, panic attacks, but like just shoving it down. And I was so unhappy. I was so miserable. And no one else around me knew how to like uh, encourage people how to manage their own energies. So human design is actually something that I found by chance. And once I saw my free chart on things like Jovian Archive or like mybodygraph.com or whatever, I was like, oh my God, it was like the doors opened and I was like, holy, you know, I'm okay to be me. Like, it's okay that I'm tired after like five hours. Um, At this time, were you utilizing any other spiritual modalities or practices like astrology or Reiki or any type of like energy healing? Uh, So at that time I had been doing Reiki, not regularly. And at that time I was seeing a hypnotherapist who uh, was also encouraging me to do meditation. So I was also doing Buddhist meditation, seeing this hypnotherapist. Um, I love those modalities, but they just didn't propel me forward like human design did. So I do want to go back. You mentioned traditional human design, and that's when what you started studying. So what exactly is the difference between traditional human design practices and then this more contemporary energy form that you discussed? Yeah. So the traditional um, human design method, I would say, I still do that. There's, it's It's basically reading your chart, but there is no intuiting the other person's energy. There's no... Um, it's kind of like what you see on that chart is what you tell the other person in a session. Um, so there really is no flow to it. And it's kind of like on the other person's hand, um, to integrate or interpret it in a way that makes sense for them. So the way that I do it is, um, I'll be still reading their chart. We'll still go over their chart but I'll be able to pick up on maybe where they're having trouble implementing that, where there might be kind of like resistance that's blocking them from getting to that point. Um, I also connect with their guides. That's something that traditional human design does not take into account. So uh, I channel my guides, I channel the other person's guides and get action plans um, that way. I do want to come back to intuitive human design and how you practice it, but I do want to ask, what is human design before we go forward? Yeah, so it's essentially an energy map of your system. So human design, it is a master system and encompasses five smaller systems. So it's the I Ching, which is the ancient Chinese oracle, uh, the Kabbalah tree of life, the chakra system, quantum physics, and astrology. So it, it's this system that encompasses, encompasses all these other things to map out how you're energetically wired to exchange energy in this world. And I believe that we're more energy beings than physical beings. So knowing how to kind of like work with your energy, oh my gosh, it creates so much more flow in life. And it's calculated through our birth dates, birth charts? Yeah, so it's calculated um, the date, the time, and the location of your birth. So wherever you were 
on the world that day, that time when you exited your mother's womb and entered into the Earth's atmosphere for the first time, wherever you were at that point, that time, the astrological bodies, everything kind of like aligns. And then this is where quantum physics comes into play, these little sub-mass particles called neutronies that are always in the Earth's atmosphere and the universe's atmosphere. They're so tiny, but they, they carry data and they can move through solid mass. So when you're entered into the Earth's atmosphere for the first time, that's when neutronies code half of your blueprint. And then the other half is coded in 88 days before your birth. So that's what the design date is, right? Right. Mm-hmm. Exactly. That's interesting. I just discovered that today, actually. <laughs> I wasn't quite sure. I was like, why is my design date different than my birth date? But that makes yeah. sense. Mm-hmm. It's 88 days before your birth. So in terms of navigating your human design chart for someone who has never looked at a human design chart before, where do you start? It is kind of overwhelming. Like I'm looking at mine right now and I see open centers <laughs> and just all these different colors and black and red and lines connecting and half of them are like unfull and yeah. So for a newbie, yeah. where do you start? Um. So first start at your energy type. That is really the umbrella of how you exchange energy. Um, and that knowing your energy type, you're going to know your authority and your strategy authority. Um, that'll change depending on your energy centers, but the strategy is always going to be the same with that particular energy type. So I would say definitely start off with the energy type. That's kind of like the most meaningful one and feeling into that is really important. So this is kind of also where I tell my clients to like, okay, this is where your intuition comes into play, right? Like, does that feel good to you? Does your energy type, do you resonate with that? How does that feel in your body? Um, And then working with that. um, And then I would say energy centers are important. Um, I tell my clients like, okay, look at the chart as if it's a school of life for you. And whatever energy centers that you see open or like white, those are the courses that you're enrolled in what you're learning in this lifetime. So you might have a little bit more, uh, I would say like challenge in that, just like how I mentioned my open throat. I've been working on that for a while. Um, And then the centers that you see defined, those are courses that you have already passed in the past lifetime. And you're bringing that knowledge into this lifetime. So it's more consistent knowledge that you have. Um, what are the different types for the, um, energy types? Yes. Okay. So they're manifestors, manifesting generators, generators, projectors, and reflectors. Okay. And then what happens if you don't resonate with your type? I would sudden stone. Can you change it? What do you do? (laughs) (laughs) So you can't change it. Human design is a framework. It's not everything. There were some things about my chart, and there still are some things about my chart that I don't resonate with. However, the way that I interpret it, and I believe, um, again, this is my intuition, um, it's just because I haven't fully grown into that aspect of myself yet. Also, 
maybe conditioning has been going on that's been blocking you from resonating with that aspect of yourself. Um, so if you don't resonate, I would say connect with why you don't resonate. And I would question if it was a client, I would question where has conditioning been going on in your life? That kind of makes you feel separated from that. So once you go through the energy type, what else would you suggest exploring in the chart? So I would, after energy type, I always go over auras. Um, Working with your aura and your energy type goes hand in hand. So every energy type, like every projector has a specific aura. Every generator has a specific aura. Um, Every manifestor has a different aura. So every energy type has a different aura. And our aura is like our energetic billboard around us that um, we can work with to attract the success, attract the people, attract the things we're manifesting. And if we don't know how to work with our aura, it'll like work opposite, (laughs) you know, like sometimes. Resistance, yeah. Yeah. So I would say the aura, the aura is really important. And I would say next after that is, I would say strategy. Strategy would be very important, yeah. So in terms of someone who they're just getting acquainted with their soul and their energy, what's like, what, where would you recommend starting with your human design chart? Like, would you still start with type or is there a specific area where you gain the most knowledge about your, uh, I don't know. <laughs> I, I, I feel like, see what you're saying. Yeah. Because so, of course it encompasses like our entire soul purpose and our soul journey throughout so many lifetimes as well. But at the same time, it's like when you're just getting acquainted with your soul and your energy field where do you go? Okay. So it's, I get this question. I get, okay. So (laughs) I understand what you're saying. Um, and the thing is with human design, it's like, there are a lot of layers and a lot of people are interested in the incarnation cross because the incarnation cross kind of details like the theme, like your purpose theme throughout your life. And it is really important. However, if you're not embodying your energy type, if you're not honoring your entire design, then you're not really going to show up in the incarnation cross. So it's, it's a natural unfoldment that happens as you honor yourself and your soul. So that's why I don't encourage people to go straight to the incarnation mm-hmm. cross. Cause it's like, it's kind of like you're going to like a a course of dinner and you already ordered all your entrees and like dessert and whatever and you're like eating the first course but then you're like okay what does dessert taste like mm-hmm. so it's like okay just a natural unfoldment I am um, uh, I recommend because otherwise you can miss a lot of who, like your essence so one other area that I go to a lot And I encourage, so I recently did a masterclass on this like three-step method for how to bring more self-awareness. And so one is your energy type. The second one is looking at your energy centers, where each energy center has a different, uh, it like stores a different energy, right? So the head is about uh, your thoughts. Um, The anja is about your, you know, your ideas and your beliefs and the throat is about communication and expression and the heart is about willpower. 
so there are all these different um, energies throughout the body. So if you're stuck in something or you're feeling resistance, go to the core of what that energy is and look at it on your chart. If it's an open center, understand that you're learning this lesson and like have a little bit of compassion with yourself. If it is a defined center, um, usually I would say, okay, where did this pattern start? It usually has to do with conditioning. And then the third step, so it's your energy type, it's locating your centers on the map and then your profile. And this one, I really use a lot for myself. I'm a 6'2", so the first 30 years of my life were complete shit. The, like, now I'm kind of like integrating those lessons. And in order for me to do that, I need to go within and like hermit out, you know, completely unplug. And I need to remind myself, it's okay for me to do that. Sometimes I feel like, no, I got to keep going. God, keep going. But it's like, no, Michelle, remember, honor your profile. You're a six, two, you need to unplug. So what do the profiles mean? Like, what can you discover by looking into profiles? Yeah. So your profile, that's your personality. So while the energy type is how you exchange energy, your profile is your personality, your conscious and the unconscious aspect of your personality. Um, Embodying that is how you live out your incarnation cross. So it's kind of like living out your profile is how you work in the theme of your life purpose. And then I do want to go back to the centers. So an open center, would it remain open your entire life? Or is there a way to, (laughs) right? (laughs) Or like, does it, because my heart is open. Is there a way that I could. Is your heart center or the G center open? Heart. Okay. Yeah. Okay. No, I lied. G center. G center. Yeah. A lot of people get that confused. Okay. So, um, Oh no, I lied again. Both of them are. Both are <laughs> They're both open. <laughs> awesome. Okay. Well, you're not alone because the majority of the population has those open as well. Um, so can we heal those centers? You can heal them, but they will remain undefined in this lifetime. However, this is where things get like, a lot of people say that having undefined centers can be like challenging and it can be because you're so vulnerable to external energies and you have to really work on boundaries in that certain area of your life. However, once you learn those lessons and you really know how to manage those boundaries, that's when those open centers become your profit centers. That's when you know how to relate to people who are learning that lesson and Okay, so this is, again, this is how I was trained, like profit. So, and like profit off of it or like um, use it in your work or like help other people through that lesson. That's really good advice. Yeah. And then in terms of the defined centers, so, because I'm looking at my chart right now, I have like yellow, green, brown, red. Is there a difference to what color shows up in your chart in terms not of in how that, it's defined? Um. So not in the energy centers, no. The only colors that make a difference are the red and black gates or channels. So the red are the unconscious aspects 
and the black are the conscious aspects of your personality and your chart. And then the white just means open channels? Yeah, correct. And then what do those channels mean so in terms of like connecting the centers? Yeah, exactly. So a lot of the times uh, in human design, like the words that they use are so elusive, but channels and gates are really like straight to the point. Like really all they do is channel energy from one energy center to the other. And then gates are really like basically doors that open to that energy center. So a common That's simple. Theme, yeah, <laughs> I know. Right. Like who would have thought it'd be so simple. Um like if you see any gate having to do with like the G center is always going to have to do with love, direction, or identity. Any gate going on in the solar plexus is going to have to do with like emotions, moods, and feelings. So gates open the door to that energy center and then channels channel energy to and from different energy centers. So in terms of these gates and the channels, I did read somewhere that... Sometimes you meet people who say I had like a red channel that ended halfway through. Sometimes you meet people who like fill the rest of that center. I don't know, just something I read and I was like astonished by. (laughs) Yeah. So again, this takes into account like how we are more like energy beings and physical beings. And we pick up on things that like energetically we, we aren't even consciously aware of. So when especially really good with like partnerships, relationships, so useful with business um, partnerships or, you know, anything like that, like employees, um, you can find out who, like what kind of like energy you need in order to kind of like complete. There are certain channels that are really good for business that if you're looking to, um kind of strengthen something that you find lacking in your own chart to find that in another or to like uh, look on their chart, maybe (laughs) doing interviews. I don't know. That might be too out there for some people, but I do that. Um, I would love that. (laughs) And like seeing like, okay, do they have this channel or do they have this gate? Because this gate will, you know, be good for me or that, that energy center would be good for me. Uh, what's your design? Like, what's your energy type? I'm a generator. Oh, nice. And then 5-1 profile. Okay, awesome. Yes. Yeah. I could tell you were a generator, especially. Really? Uh, yeah, <laughs> your energy for sure. Can you tell where I'm open? Well, I guess I just told you my open centers. <laughs> um, Are those your only two open centers? Yeah, actually. Wow, awesome. I would assume throat. I have a lot of throat chakra issues, but... It's defined. Yeah. Yeah. So with that, when when people have like the defined throat or defined anything and they like don't resonate with it, it's it's like, okay, probably check in on like mm-hmm. where that first happened. Definitely. What age. So I do want to discuss and go back to what you said at the beginning where you kind of integrate intuition when you're reading people's human design charts. I find that so interesting and so innovative, especially the fact that you sometimes channel ancestors as well or spirit guides. So do you mind just talking a bit about how you read human design charts and what that entails? Yes. So um, 
before each session, I always set intentions. I always connect with um, my guides, the client's guides, and I always ask for the messages for the best and highest good. And usually right away, right after I start, before we kind of even start talking, because I want to make sure I get things fresh, I'll channel their energy and I'll channel where they're in alignment with their design. And I will either receive messages or um, I'll feel it in my body and I'll channel and write things down. So I have a journal that I use with clients and whatever, whatever I channel, I just automatically write down. And then we discuss, me and the client kind of discuss it. And then um, when I am channeling, I'll channel what energy center or like how they're in resistance. And then after I talk with the client, I'll channel action plans. As a channeler, what does that feel like to you when you feel resistance? So the way that I channel is if something is in resistance, I'll feel it in my body 100%, like pressure on my shoulders, on my back my throat, uh, if it has to do with like um, feminine aspect, it'll be on my left side, masculine on my right side, Um, my stomach, I'll feel stuff. If it is not in resistance, like if it's in flow, I'll just feel really like a bunch of butterflies inside of me. Like I feel really lit up and then I'll just be guided to like kind of where on their chart it is. So it's really kind of using my body uh as uh, as a tool for it and do you channel well I guess you channel as you're looking at the chart or do you like to channel before to feel resistance before you compare it to the chart um I like to channel before just so I can pick up on and like make sure I'm connected with the with the client um and I'll continue channeling throughout especially as it's kind of like a, a discussion between us in the session um and I'll channel just what comes to me and like sometimes their angels come through I've had it where you know grandparents come through or just their guides um it depends on the person and just kind of like their unique situation and then why do you think it's so important to integrate just the intuition and the energy aspect when reading human design charts? Yeah. So for me, I am a kinetic person. Like my, my body is so important for me to actually absorb things. I feel things intensely in my body. It's like, I'm a splenic projector, but if something just doesn't feel right in my body, like, hell no, I don't do it. Um, if something does feel good for me in my body, it's like full body. Like my body is just Bliss. so important yeah. to me. And when, so I received a traditional, I would like major traditional from IDHS, human design school analyst. He's in a, he hosts a Facebook group for projectors. He's really well known. I waited months for this reading. I got a reading from him. It lasted two and a half hours. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is so dry. There's like no life to this. There's no flow. I didn't feel anything in my body. It was just like analyzing data. Um, And some people, you know, their brains, they connect more with that. And 
I think that with every system, there should be like a spectrum for how, how people connect with it. So the way that I do it, I kind of do on the other side of the spectrum. Like I want people to feel it. And so if you're more like analytical and like data driven, you're probably going <laughs> to resonate more with like the traditional aspects. But if you're more into like intuitive flow, like kind of like feeling it in your body, then my method is probably like what they'd. And then after you channel and go through the chart with your clients, what advice do you leave them with? Like what spiritual advice or intuitive practices or exercises do you give them? Uh, so it's, it's like, a, here's all this information. Now what? Yeah. So part of channeling. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Good luck. <laughs> um, so part of the channeling is also channeling action plans on what they need to know to move forward or like to get in alignment with their design or to kind of like release. A lot of times I'll pick up like patterns that they might not be aware of that they're kind of like holding on to. Um, and sometimes depending on the situation. So I recently, what's coming to mind now is um, I recently had a session with a client and she's working on a lot of her throat stuff and I had time. She was a, a program client. So it wasn't a one-off session. It was part of a program, but I had time that session to do a breath work, work practice with her. So I guess it, it, it depends. It depends really. But I do have like kind of like prescriptions um, just from my practice so far of like if you're having trouble in a certain energy center, just some things that you can do to mm -hmm. kind of boost that up. And then I your question. <laughs> sorry. I hope that answered your question. No, it definitely did. I was thinking. So, yeah, in terms of energy centers, I know. There are a lot of correlations between like the chakras as well and just like the physical vital organs in terms of actually healing those and helping not define, but acknowledge and connect with those as well. But how about in terms of, again, like I want to go back to like not resonating with your energy type or even your profile. What advice would you give for people like that? Like, are there any practices you could attune to or yeah, just advice? Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that has happened, especially with manifestors. I know a lot of manifestors who don't resonate with their design. Um, and it's because manifestors are meant to be like initiators, creators, go-getters, idea makers. And a lot of times, depending on how they were raised, they were kind of stunted from that or like being like, okay, you shouldn't do that you know, that's not modest or that's not appropriate or whatever. And so that kind of stunted their like full expression of their energy type. So they don't resonate with it. So if someone weren't to resonate, I would, I would encourage them to look back on childhood patterns and conditioning on, depending on the situation, like if it's energy type or if it's profile, you know, like, did you feel held back in a certain way? Um, and then from there, I'd probably recommend maybe some books. Like I do have some books that I generally recommend to most of my clients and meditation. It's kind of like, okay. So well, let's finding the, the root resistance mm -hmm. of that. Yes. And do you think sometimes that resistance could come from past lives as well? Oh, yeah. 
hundred percent. Yeah. Um, I do believe, and this is my personal belief, is that past life situations carry a thread in this life. So even though it might not be as loud or as significant in this life, we're still somehow aware of it on some level. So that just kind of the work with that, I guess, is just kind of like getting really real with yourself and like getting down to like dig and get to the truth. And um, sometimes that means like past life regression. I've had past life regressions before. They really have helped me. So yeah, there, there's a, there's a lot of stuff there. <laughs> and then any last advice really for someone who's just trying to navigate their life, their personality, their personal journey at like looking at their human design chart. So yeah, any last advice for someone who just wants to know a bit more about themselves and navigating their life and their purpose? What would you recommend? Yeah, so I would say, um, I would say, you know, it doesn't, you don't need to put like pressure on yourself to resonate with everything in your chart. It took me a while Ra Uruhu, the man who like channeled human design, says it takes seven years to fully incorporate, like live in your design because we're so conditioned as humans to think otherwise. So there's nothing wrong if you are not resonating with it. And to again, so this is just me and like how my body works. Honestly, feel into it with your body. This is a framework and like taking it a step at a time and like implementing. Um, okay, I'll implement my energy type. I'm a projector. I'm into guy. Like, how does that, how do I feel into that in my current life? And like, just allow that to kind of bring awareness to yourself and kind of open your mind. And then I would say, okay, so move on to the next one then. How does that bring awareness to you? Like, how do you work with that? And would you maybe just start, I know we talked about starting with your energy type, but would you maybe just recommend starting with what aspect of the human design chart you resonate most with and go from there or no? Um, I would still start with energy type. Yeah. Just because that's like the foundation of your energy. So knowing that, and some people can be like, okay, like you could be like, all right, I'm a generator. Let's go. What's next? <laughs> um, <Yep. laughs> and so then I would say, all right, I would probably say to that, just I don't know if I'm like picking up on this intuitively or what, but I would say just after that, okay, go into profile. Mm -hmm. Like, how do you resonate with that? Um, but still get that foundation started and ingrained in you. And then you could start exploring which aspects you resonate most with. Yeah. The foundation is important. Otherwise mm -hmm. it might feel ungrounded. You might mm -hmm. get confused. Um, that just seems like, out of, you know, a little out of, out of balance to me. So I would just say, get that energy type foundation going and then proceed onwards. And then do you have any last words about human design or recommendations? I know we didn't go through like non-self theme or like signature or definition. Yeah. Um, so I don't know what's coming up for me right now is like, if you are, if human design resonates with you, and by the way, it doesn't resonate with everyone and it doesn't have to. So again, like this is just a framework of you and it doesn't need to, um, it doesn't need to like say, okay, this is how I, like, I am a projector. I have to wait for the invitation. 
I'm a six two. The first 30 years of my life have to be shit. And like, I'm going to, you know, struggle. It's like, no, like this is a framework. It's not everything, but this is how you can work with your energy. Um, and what just came up kind of before is that how you were talking about like compatibility charts of mm-hmm. um, if you're kind of like missing half a, you know, if your gate is activated and then someone else gates activated and you create a channel, I would say all the entrepreneurs here, if you do a chart on when you started your business and you, you can do a compatibility chart with you and your business. And that can be really cool. That's so, so interesting. <laughs> Yeah. I'm going to try that out once we're done. That's really yeah. interesting. Yeah. Because <laughs> I was going to ask too, while we were discussing the channels, if you could only do it with other people, or if you could do it with like events, countries, even jobs. That's really interesting. Because yeah. I was going to ask too, like, what's the current or like, what's the human design chart for like United States or Canada even? Like, I'd be interested to see that. Yeah. I don't even know that, to be honest. Um but any living entity, you can create a chart with. So your entity of a business has a certain energy and you can create a chart with that. You could do it with pets too. <laughs> I guarantee my dog probably fills all my empty channels. <laughs> Guaranteed. Oh my God. I love that. Definitely. Okay, Michelle, thank you so much for being here. This was such a great conversation. Yes, you're so welcome. It was uh, a pleasure to be here. So thank you again. Mm-hmm. You're welcome. If you feel enlightened and inspired by the intuition age, I would be eternally grateful if you head over to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review. This platform truly allows me to act as a catalyst for expanding and elevating human consciousness, both individually and collectively. All shares, downloads, and subscribes help me distribute these divine topics to even more conscious souls. Thank you for tuning in and I'll see you at the next episode.